may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny A very special view from the Ninian episode this week As we have a very special interview from a man who needs no introduction But here is a man who needs an introduction, it's Tom Phillips Tom, how you doing? I'm not too bad, thanks. I think I, I long for the day where I need, you know, not to have an introduction, but I am just it's, a regular it's, fella. It's coming, mate. One day, one day, one day you'll be like our guest today. Um, he said he needs no introduction. We'll dive straight in with who it is. It's Neil Warnock. Um, he's a modern day Cardiff City legend. Um, Tom, how nice was it that we got the opportunity to interview him? That's massive, isn't it? You know, it's the kind of the dream interview for the pod, really. There's no matter what your opinions on him, as, as a bloke, you know, the impact he had on the club was absolutely massive. So to have the opportunity to speak to him, or for Ben Price to speak to him, who did a wonderful yes. job, um, who's not here to speak for himself right now, so I'll do it for him. But, I believe um, he's getting married today. Oh, fair enough, he's still replying in the WhatsApp, so it's dedication to the cause, <laughs> people. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's um, fantastic to have uh, to Neil on the pod, isn't it? You know, it, it's just, yeah, it's just massive. Yeah, I, I think I said I, I tweeted this at the time. You know, I started this this whole view from the Indian thing twelve years ago, um, and back then we got I think we didn't get many big names on the pod. Should we say that it was just me and Adam who started it, chatting rubbish basically most weeks. And for us to to get to a position where we're considered for an interview by with Neil Warnock, who you know needs an introduction, but we'll say it took Cardiff to the Premier League in um, 2017-2018, almost kept us up by uh, and you'll hear about this in the interview by a Craig Paulson intervention in a home game against Chelsea. Um, and then left, you know, not long after that. But in my eyes, he, he he did so much for the club, and he'll always be a hero. So it was just a fantastic thing for me to be able to say that we had him on the pod. Uh, we've got to give a thanks to Neil Collins at St David's Hall, who made this happen. Uh, Neil Warnock was speaking at St David's Hall, where he will be hosting his "Are You With Me" um, event uh, in September. That's on September the sixth. Go get your tickets. I mean, he gives us some hints about what he's going to talk about in this interview, but he doesn't give the full thing away. And of course, his interview was brought to you in conjunction with our sponsors. Manscaped uh, for twenty percent off the lawnmower package. Go to manscaped.com and use the code DFTMinion. That's twenty percent off the Manscaped package. Tom, we got their new boxes this week. How lovely are they? I'm, I'm genuinely in them right now. Um, <laughs> they came out of the box this morning. They're, yeah, they're, they're great. I'm not gonna lie, they, they are pretty pretty good. And without further ado, to save you from more conversations about our pants, here is Ben Price's interview with the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only Neil Warnock. Uh, just to start, how much are you missing football and how much are you missing Cardiff? Um, I, I don't think, like on Saturday, I went on a, with my family, we went on a, the Pullman train up to Oxford, uh, had a champagne breakfast and a lovely lunch and then an even, a five-course meal on the way back. And at the same time in the championship, it was a final day, there were relegations, there were getting in the playoffs, there were promotions. I didn't miss the pressure, <laughs> I must admit, I didn't miss that day. Um, but I think you miss that. You miss the adrenaline, um, you know. Of managing is, you know, you've, it's almost like having twenty-five kids, and you look after them all, you know, every day of the week. Um, so it, it is a hard work, but you just have to, you just have to get on with it. And uh, Cardiff, I miss. I, I love Cardiff. I, it, one of the best spells of my my life, really, because it was it was one of those where when I took over. I don't think you mind me saying. I think the club was in a mess. Yeah. And and to see it, to see it come to fruition, uh, and turn completely on its head. I mean, 
you know, to, to, to get promotion in the space of, you know, really my first full season yeah. was, was uh, as good as you're going to get, really. Uh, and even in that season, we kept getting written off. I think it was Fulham chasing us. We kept getting written off that, you know, that was it, the bubble had burst and, and the determination of the players and the fans, uh, you know, Watford away was fantastic and um, places, you know, where we, we were supposed to crumble and we, we just came back stronger. Hull City, I'll never forget Hull City away. I don't know what Mozart were doing up there scoring goals. I was going to ask, like you see someone like you see Sean Morrison up there, surely you're pulling your hair out, going, "What are you doing?" And then he pulls out a Cruyff turner. I know yeah. it. <laughs> he did. <that. laughs> um, I mean, I, he was my captain. I always stuck up for him. He got a bit of stick at times from the fans and the press, but I always stuck up for him, and he, he came through for me. He was a colossus. Um, but you looked at the, you know, I'm never. Uh, I mean, he, people like Gunnarsson still, Aaron still, texts me on a regular, you know. Still saying, come out, come out of retirement and come to Qatar and places, Abu Dhabi or wherever <laughs> he is. And um, but he was a, a tremendous player for me. Um, you, you don't get those kind of players now. That that, that seems to have gone now. The leaders, um, you know, it's to put that team together was was, was very special. Um, and <laughs> I mean, Sol Bamber and Junior Oilett was. Uh, I remember having interviews, I think it was Blackburn Rovers and Forest that season, and um, and they were waited for a club in July, you know, the the contracts run out, and the, they kept saying, where are we going? I said, oh, just hold on a minute, lads. I've got a job here, I've gone for interview here. And then it come into end of August, beginning of September, and they were panicking a bit about paying the bills. And then, of course, I met Mehmet, and within... A few minutes, I said to him, I'd take over. And I, I remember ringing both Junior and Sol saying, right, get your, ba get your bags ready. We're going to Cardiff now. You're playing Friday. I think we'll play in Bristol, Bristol City, City yeah. on the television. Get your bags and, and uh, we're on his way. And thank goodness for that, they said. And then Sol scored the winner, I think. Yeah, in love at first sight from that moment with yeah. Sol diving in for that goal and yeah, doing that. Yeah. I think it was love at first sight. Yeah. Uh, you said four, it's mental that it's four years ago that that was the promotional oh, season. I know. Uh, somebody I didn't realise until last week, uh, and it said 2018 or something. You know, going back and wow, I didn't. You know, I just didn't realise. Time just goes so quick, doesn't it? In that respect, especially when you get to my age. Um, but it, it was one of them things. I didn't want it. I didn't want to end with everybody. You know, like managers do, spending too long. Mammy didn't want me to go at the time, and, and he wanted me to stick it out. But. I started re reading the fans' forums and things, and unfortunately, you you you, you always get the, the radical ones. That, yeah. And 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 I didn't want to. I thought, well, listen, if you don't appreciate what I'm doing, you know, I've always said to people, be careful what you wish for. Me and my manager, going back to Notts County, I remember turning Chelsea down at Notts County, and then getting the sack six months later. And I remember saying to the chairman there, well, I hope you know what you've done. Now, it'll be interesting to see what Notts County do in the next few years and look where they are now. Yeah. And, and I always felt the same about Cardiff and Sheffield United when I left. Be interested to see what you do in the next few years. And um, yeah, I was disappointed, but I had, a, I had great times. I have nothing but, um, you know, majority. Listen, I know I looked at these forums and there were a few, but the thousands of letters that I had and emails after when I left showed me that the majority were still with me. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought it was, you know, let somebody else have a go. I didn't want it to end bitter. So I thought if I left there, which, you know, it gives somebody else an opportunity. How do you feel, so, 
going on like the club and recently you've seen how we had done this season sort of the disconnect that you worked so hard to build up. and I think the thing that sticks with me for the legacy of your time at Cardiff isn't just the promotion which was the best piss up I've had in years that night but um, going from that it was more that you brought the club together you spoke before about how it was fractured and there was divisions mm. what do you make of the club now I don't know how much you see of us and what's gone on but it feels like for me that the club sort of slipped back into that bad way sort of slipping back into the habit of the communication the breakdown between the club and the supporters the mm. wall seems to have gone the back thing out. is when you when you go away you, you know and then eventually I took another club on Middlesbrough yeah um, you 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 don't you, you're only in it when you're 24 hours a day you know when I come into it I thought there were you know obviously there were the shirt element color you know the changing and the owners that were you know were, were, were against each other and the fans were this and that and it was great to actually put it all together uh, I couldn't have done that without Mehmet. Mehmet Dolman was fantastic. And, and, and Vincent helped me at times. You know, you, you can say you can criticise Vincent at times, but, you know, not many people have got the money or take over clubs nowadays. But I couldn't have done it without Mehmet. Um, but I think, we, ch you know, everybody at the ground, I think even the officers were, were, were a little bit in different areas, you know, whereas yeah. I think I brought everybody together. And, and it, was, it was super. Uh, the, the, the the promotion, the celebrations on on the pitch after the Reading game. I remember um, I've never seen Sharon um, so happy regarding being at a club because Sharon wasn't bothered about football as such. You know, um, I've got a few funny stories to tell you about Sharon and when on my evening with, but not. I'll, I'll keep that for another <laughs> day. Um, but. Um, she, you know, we were going around the pitch with my, my daughter Amy and my son William were there, going around the pitch and we looked around and Sharon signing autographs <laughs> and having pictures taken with the fans. You know, I've never seen that ever. Um, but she loved it. She did. She loved everything about it as well. And um, it, it was just great to to be to, to to sit up there. I used to go and have a coffee before a game up in the stand, and Sharon sat with me a lot of the time and just have a look around. At the stadium and think what we'd built yeah um was very special i don't think anybody would have said that we'd have a chance of promotion um from the day that i took over we were talking about staying up and to do it in 12 months i think i mean i've had great promotions with with all the clubs and special memory but i think that might have been my toughest to build a club that were that were really decimated and fractions everywhere to put it together and get a team that was enjoyable. Yeah, people criticise your style or whatever, but I don't, I don't understand that. I thought we played, in the other half, I thought we played some great attacking football, mate. There were shots and crosses and saves, and I thought you got everything, and that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to play exciting football, but, you know, everybody wants you to play 40 passes and get to the halfway line. Well, I, don't, I think there's two ways of playing. You, you know, you've got to... You've got to want to win games, and, and, and I always wanted to excite the fans, mate. And I think with people like Mendes and Junior and people like that running, you've you got excitement, you know. Yeah, I've always said like, Cardiff fans were simple folk. We want people to try hard yeah. and just put effort in. You'll I think, forgive anything, won't yeah. you, if you, if you try hard and put it in. Yeah, and I th you say about the entertaining football, I th for me, I still don't think we've had a better performance for 90 minutes than one that sticks out for me is the Villa game, mm. where we did 4-1. Yeah. 
honestly, that day stands out to me as one of the best performances I think of in a long time for Good. Cardiff. Yeah. So, fair enough that there was the promotion, there was amazing was it scenes. Four on that? Was it 4 1 or 4 0? 3 0. Or 3 0, was it? I was going to say, yeah. Oh, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. Could have been a lot more, couldn't it? Yeah. yeah. You go from that Premier League season, um, it was a roller coaster. It mm. was crazy. It was, it was, yeah. What sort of your abiding memory of that sort of. Um, well, obviously, the. the, the um, the the the, the oh, humanitarian is that a word or what? Yeah. You know, with Imali Emiliano. Yeah. Um, that was something I've never experienced before. Um, I think that was a period where I could quite easily have called it a day. Um, but I, I realised that it was my job to get everybody back: um, fans, directors, um, family. I think I thought it was my job to try and get everybody back and and uh, and, and get it back, you know, uh, to normality, some sort of thing. And so, um, but it was a difficult period that. Um, and then the worst, football-wise, the worst time was um, the Chelsea game, where you know the guy's two yard, three yard offside. I could tell you his name now: Ed Smart, the linesman. And Craig Porson, the referee. <laughs> Craig Porson's um, one of the questions the boys have wanted me to ask uh, is Craig Porson still on the shit list? I know. <laughs> I mean, how how they can get a decision like that. I mean, I've been after VAR, VAR, and people criticise it now, but I say, well, I wish it had been here to one year. Was it one year? One year earlier. Yeah. Because, you know, I went in the dressing room after and I knew we'd got relegated after the Chelsea game because we'd have won that game. Um, we were winning 1-0. Five minutes to go. They went in it, were they? Never in it now. And we'd have won it. Uh, their manager said that to me after. I think Sarri, would they call him? I don't know what yeah. his name was. But, um, you know, the, the, um, we'd have won that game. And the linesman said, he, I, I got my vision blocked or something, whatever he'd said. Um, and Craig Porson was there. You know, I got fined, I don't know how many thousands for that, yeah. for... for, for uh, Every time I played against Chelsea, I had him, really. I got fined both times, Craig Porson. He did me <laughs> twice. And um, so it, that was difficult because I knew everybody give it, give us no chance. And yet we were the one team in the, the, that had got promotion that had got a chance of staying up. And um, the lads had given me absolutely everything. And they could, you could hear a pin drop when I got back in the dressing room. And, um, and then about five minutes later, just one lad, just I can't remember who it was now. Gaffer, it was so far offside. How can he not see that? You know, and then, you know, oh, Gaffer, you know, we should have won that game. You know, and 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 you knew, everybody knew. I, I knew, even though we went to Man United and won at the last game. I I said to him at the before we played Man United, lads, I want you to go and show how good we are today. They think there's nothing at stake, and it's Cardiff. I want you to go and roll your sleeves up, play, and we deserved it. We played well yeah, that day. Yeah, outstanding. And, uh, and the fans, I can see them up to the right of me now at the end and, and clapping them and, and that. And that we, we should have stayed up that year. Um, it might be payback for me with referees, I don't know, but a linesman shouldn't get things like that. Not that. Not, no, not, not when he's on that side as well. He nah, was blatant as that. So um, that's probably my biggest um, moment in my time here. Going on for that, it was the 1920 season. Um, do you feel things? It didn't seem like it was an easy start to the season. You sort of looking to build a team around a certain way, and then sort of Bobby Reid comes along, and there was the saga of him going to Fulham. 
and from that, it seemed like you, that was sort of the, the structure of the team. Did that change things and sort of get things off to a difficult start? Also, also Neil Etheridge's hamstring exploding. And, uh, <laughs> I, there, was, there seemed to be a, a number of things, you know. I mean, Bobby just desperate to go, really. I don't, I don't think he enjoyed his time. Um, you can always blame the manager, but I, I think when, once a player decides he wants to go, there's not a lot not he can do. do about it, really. And we got more money back for him. I, I, I see when, since I left, you know, we wasted money on him, but we gained money on him. So I don't know where that comes from. Um, but it, it, it just, uh, you know, I, I don't look back and, and think about this and the other now. I, I just thought that we, we did enough during the season, are you with me? Yeah. Um, to stay up. Um, and then, like I say, after I wanted to keep it, I wanted to keep the team, the club steady. But I always said to him, if I thought the, um, you know, the the, the um, fans, or you know, I didn't tell him how I, I read these forums. Um, but uh, I said if the, if if I ever feel the forums want me out, then I'd, I'd, I'll go before I'm pushed. I mean, he didn't want me to go at that time. He said stick it out till Christmas, and um, you know. But I just I didn't want it to end like that. I'd had such a good time yeah. in life. I put so much into making Cardiff. Um, it epitomised everything that I loved about football, Cardiff. I love the club. I love sitting in the stand thinking this is my club. I love driving into the ground. <laughs> I have to say though, the season, uh, the season after we got, uh, the season we were back in the championship, we turned up pre-season, the first game, me and Sharon in the car. And my photograph had gone off for the stadium. <laughs> oh, they moved the <laughs> photograph off the stadium. I must write that down, Steve. <laughs> uh, the photograph. And Sharon said, I said, well, is that the writing on the wall then or what? <laughs> they put somebody else's face oh, on the stadium. <laughs> so uh, we thought, well, yeah, we're, in, we're on a short, short and narrow here. You look into it then, so sort of, it feels like the chapter's closed with Cardiff now. Um, sort of the, most of that team that you had is gone. Um, people like Sean Morrison, who was your captain, uh, look like they're leaving the club. Joey Rawls as well leaving. When you've got players like that, especially someone like Sean Morrison, especially like you're talking about lack of leaders, how difficult is it going to be for Steve Morrison to replace someone like Sean Morrison? He's a character, he's a big leader, and he's developed in his time as like being one of the yeah. best captains Cardiff have had. I think it's difficult. I mean, Steve will have his own ideas. I mean, when you're a young manager, sometimes you. You know the type of lads you're talking about. I've got opinions, yeah, strong opinions, and you might not want strong opinions around at times. Um, it's just the, the the happy medium you've got to do. You 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 appoint a manager, and you've got to let him manage. So, you know, he'll be looking at, at players now. Um, I must admit, when I looked at the team sheet last few weeks, I didn't recognise many. No, um, you know, but it, it's now time for Steve to. To bring his recruitments in, I see he's made one or two changes off the field as well. Yeah, which you know I always had a lot of time for Andy Dibble. He seems like a good bloke. Um, three out of five years, the goalie's got the Player of the Year. Yeah, that's how good a coach he is. Um, so I'm disappointed about that because he, I know that he loved the club through and through, Andy. So I'm disappointed that them, you know, he's not stayed on, but. Um, now it's all down to Steve. Steve got a chance to, to make, you know, to make it his own team, and um, you know, with the with the signings he makes, um, that's what he'll have to do. He'll be judged on the results, won't he? He will. So, like I said half the team is half the squad's out of contract. It feels like or coming away from loan. Um, in your career, sort of, how do you look at that going forward? Like you've come into the club, you've seen all this. 
do you prioritise certain areas or do you sort of have in your mind, right, these are the sort of players we're after and how do you build a squad? Well, no, you, what you look at is um, where do you think you can get, where do you think you need improvement and then have, is there, are there any players that we can afford that we could bring to the club that are better than the ones I want replacing? So it's just a matter of, um, and you, you might want five or six positions, but you've only got two or three um players in your mind and, and then it, over the months it, somebody else's name crops up so I, I would imagine recruitment's so important now I mean a lot of clubs are going on stats and things like that now but I, I'm not you know yeah. I was told by the chief exec at Middlesbrough that Duncan what more stats didn't add up he didn't, never scored a goal <laughs> his stats right and uh, it took me about eight weeks to get him signed he wasn't working for nothing and yet he was our top goal scorer so stats don't don't tell you all the stories. No stats. So you've got to have, you've got to have a, uh, in your own mind a feeling about the type of player that you want, and and you've got to improve that squad. Brilliant. Um, we'll finish up there. I've got yeah. a couple of bits. Just word association. Just a bit of fun. Leave it off. So um, first thing to come to your head with these. So your favourite moment at the club? Well, it would be well, the whole city final whistle. Very well. uh, Old City, probably. Uh, Favourite player you managed at Cardiff? Probably Gunnison. Oh, lovely I love, I love Gunnison. He still talks to me regularly now. Still sends me messages. We did an interview with him 12, 18 months ago. Yeah. And every now and again, he'll still pop up and just have a little chat with me about football. He, he loves the club and he he's does a that. top bloke. He does that. Um, least favourite player you managed at Cardiff? Cannot tell you. <laughs> love that. <laughs> yeah, tell you all yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, that's the way. Um, I'm guessing your best result will be the same with Hull then. Yeah. 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 I said that, but I've got to say, Bristol City first game was yeah. was special. Yeah. Um, seeing Sol celebrate after, you know, not having a contract with Julia, uh, that was good. And also thinking, I can do something with this crowd. Yeah. I can do something with these fans. It set the tone. It was the perfect, I remember it being the perfect it lift on the per- perfect moment because there's something special about games under the lights. Yeah, there were. And for all of that, it was just, yeah, it yeah, was, it was. love at first sight for all of that. And final question is Die Hunt. If you had to give him a job at the club, what would you give him? Oh. Die Hunt, the fan outside the stadium was always with Oh, is that him? Yeah. I didn't know his name. With I've the never known his name. Scarf, scarf yeah. So, yeah. So if what? If you had to give him one job at the club, what would it be? Uh, probably getting me a drink after a game when we've won. <laughs> I think you're in it. Neil Warnock, thank you very much. No problem. And that was it. That was our interview with Neil Warnock. Um, I we think Ben Price did a brilliant job. So thank you, Ben, for taking your time out your day to, to head down there at lunchtime and, and meet. I mean, I'd have jumped at the chance to go and meet Neil Warnock, but for whatever reason that day, I couldn't do it. Um, so thank you so much for doing that. And I think we think you did a brilliant job. Um, Tom, you know, we've, we've heard the interview a few times now. Um, my overriding impression of the interview is just what a lovely man. Um, you know, I kind of went, you know, when we got offered the chance to interview him, I wondered what he'd be like. You think, could he be spiky? Could he be a little bit abrasive about stuff? But he's just a very warm, very warm individual. Yeah, definitely. He comes across really well in that interview. It's a man with plenty of years in football behind him as well. So he knows what to say and when to say it. Let's put it that way. But no, he comes across as a person who has a real love for the club and the city as well. And, you know, it wouldn't be an interview with Neil Warnock without Sharon getting a mention as well. So that was nice. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of nice mentions of them being, you know, sat looking over the fans and having a cup of tea and, you know, seeing all the people that they brought back to, you know, they brought back to the club in terms of bringing it together. And I mean, he didn't shy away from the controversy as well. Obviously, we, we couldn't let that Premier League kind of recap go through without us 
talking about Craig Pawson. I think he even mentioned the linesman's name in there. Um, it's, you know, it's funny that he still carries that kind of, um, what's the word, grudge, should we say, around with him, even though he's retired? Oh, 100%. You know, it's nice to know he's exactly like us fans. Like, you know, we don't just forget things overnight. And it's refreshing to see that it meant so much to him and how gutted he was that we didn't stay up that year. Because I think we all agree with him. I think if we didn't have that goal given against us, we don't lose that game. We don't get relegated. And it's a, that yeah. domino effect. So it's nice to hear it from, from himself. But no, it's just great to hear from him, even like the little snippets about Bobby Reed and things like that. It gives yeah, an eye. He, he didn't say too much, but he gave enough away to he see. He gave enough away, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But also then, conversely, on the other side, him talking about Sean Morrison, right? Obviously, we're, we're in a position now where Sean Morrison will find out in a couple of days' time whether Sean Morrison is sticking around or not, whether we, we're kind of keeping around for the summer, as the, as the rumours are. But he said he was a colossus for him. And it's interesting, interesting that he said no matter what the fans thought, no matter what people thought about him, Sean Morrison was a colossus for him. And that just goes to show the trust he put in, uh, in, in, in our captain at the time. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, that mention of the Hull game, you know, that, that is probably the best away game I've ever been to. Like, it was absolutely amazing. And it just... You know, th those are the memories I'll live with me. And Neil Warnock is responsible for those. But like going on about Colossus on the pitch, you mentioned Gunnison and stuff there as well. Yeah, he did. And that's what you want to hear, right? We've got this opinion of these players. And to hear Warnock coming out and saying the same things as well, it's it's just great to hear. It was a really heartwarming interview. And yeah, I'll probably listen to it again. I'm not going to lie. I think I listened to it again. Um, yeah, I think I think that's just got the, that's the sense I got from the whole interview. Really, is just how much of a, a warm character he is, and how much he just loves football, and he loves being part of the club. Um, and I think you know, thinking back to those years he was at the club, Tom, do you feel privileged that we had him? Do you feel lucky that he was our manager during that time? Oh, one hundred percent. You know, he spoiled us as fans. Like we were in a period where we were a shambles, like he said, and to take us from where we were up to the Premier League was, and you know, com almost comfortably in the end, do you know what I mean? We were at the top of the table for a long time under him. Yeah. You know, it was an unbelievable achievement. I shouldn't be sniffed at. And, you know, I don't think everyone was completely convinced when he came in, but, you know, we were completely convinced by the end of it that he'd done a good job for us. So, yeah, yeah we, we were, we've been spoiled as fans for having him as part of our club. And, you know, he'll be, he'll go down in history as one of the greats. There's no doubt about that. Absolutely. Um, you know, if you listen to that interview and you want to hear more, obviously, like I said, he, he's, he's got his Neil Warnock Are You With Me show at St David's Hall from non-league to Premier League on Tuesday, the 6th of September 2022. Uh, that's coming up in a few months time. 7.30pm it starts. Tickets available from the St David's Hall website. We have to thank them for giving us the opportunity to interview him. If you keep an eye on our Twitter page, twitter.com forward slash BFT Ninian. There should be some giveaways coming up in relation to this event. Um, and we hopefully will be um, a bit able to attend on the night to, to, to maybe even speak to Neil Warnock again. So fingers crossed that happens. But Tom, it's been a pleasure discussing the interview with you. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me once again. And thank you for everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed our chat with Neil Warnock. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the Ninian With views from the Ninian Not shoes from the Ninian The view from the Ninian